Say you're a professional landscaper. You're not just tough. You're professional grade. And so are your tools. Because you got best-in-class Echo X series products. You got a perfect balance of power, weight, and performance from a professional-grade 56-volt battery system. Max-out battery tech that gives 100% power till a 0% charge. Echo X series means best-in-class tools for best-in-class pros. So when we say Echo is professional-grade, we mean it. Echo. Power on and on. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, Brady PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount+. Hello and welcome to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast. Brought to you by the team here at the magazine. Join us as we chat all things gardening with the nation's favourite experts. Hello and welcome to Gardener's Favourites, a new podcast series featuring Alan Titchmarsh, Kate Bradbury and the team here at Gardener's World magazine. In this special winter series, we'll share with you some of our winter highlights, guaranteed to beat the winter gloom with options to get you outside enjoying your garden and recommendations for days when you want to curl up indoors. So sit back and enjoy as we share our favourites. The great thing about having a gardener in the family is that you will never be short of something to buy them because gardeners are always happy to be given something that they can garden with. Just make sure that it's something that's useful rather than you think... Oh, that's a novelty, because generally speaking, if it's a novelty, it'll stay on the shelf in the shed. Look for something that's definitely going to be used. Gardeners are always falling over packets of seeds. They stick them on the corner of a little bit of bench that they use for potting or on a shelf and they go all over the place and then they notice the sow-by date on the back of them and it's usually three years out of date. So if you can find a seed storage box which has got little bits of sort of card index cardboard inside, not necessarily A to Z but different types of seeds, flower seeds, veg seeds, that kind of thing, they'll bless you for that because then they will put their seed packets, opened or unopened, exactly where they know they are and they'll be able to find them and they'll use them and the chances are then that their seeds will come up more reliably 
because they're not old and they've not forgotten about them and left them in the corner of the shed. So as someone who was very grateful when he was given a seed storage box, I pass this message on. Don't be frightened of buying them one. There are all manner of things that you can use to carry bits and bobs around. Some of them are very elaborate, some of them are as simple as well, a bucket with a handle. But if you want the classiest of garden-carrying things, then a Sussex trug is what you need. Most of them are made at Hurst Monsoon in Sussex. They're made from willow and hazel, willow which has been cut very thinly and steamed to make this glorious shallow basket. They're wonderful for putting your seeds in as you take them out in the garden to sow them, for taking your hand tools in, your secateurs, your trowel and your hand fork, dropping them in there with your gardening gloves. They're useful for carrying almost anything and they feel wonderful on your arm. The other great thing about a Sussex trug, which will come in various sizes, is that you're keeping a British tradition alive. This is a craft that's been going for centuries. And it's not as if it's a craft with just sentimental value. It's wonderfully practical too. Some trugs have legs on them so that they're stable when you stand them up. Others don't. They're just boat-shaped. And that's the kind that I like to use. I can take my hand tools out in them, sit them on the lawn, get my tools in and out as I need them, and then whip it over my arm and move on to another part of the garden. And as the years go by, that handle will get more and more smooth as you carry it and wear it. There's something wonderfully romantic as well as wonderfully practical about a Sussex trug. If you want to buy plants for friends, there is no shortage of inspiration down the local nursery or garden centre. All kinds of houseplants are generally well received. Just make sure you're aware of the living conditions of the person you're buying for. If they don't have central heating, yes, all right, there's probably three people in the British Isles who don't, but some people like living in cool houses, believe it or not. Don't buy them something from a tropical rainforest. Buy them something which will suit cool conditions, like a spider plant. But if you want to give them something which has got a little bit of frisson to it, nothing is better than a scented-leaved pelargonium. Now, pelargoniums are related to hardy geraniums, but the scented leaf kinds, their flowers aren't necessarily particularly spectacular. But when you crush the leaves between your finger and thumb, they can be scented of peppermint, of chocolate, of chocolate peppermint, of Coca-Cola, of orange, of lemon. You can buy a range of scented leaf pelargoniums now, and on a bright and sunny windowsill, they will thrive, and they don't even mind being allowed to dry out now and again. They're quite tolerant of drought. So for someone who isn't used to keeping houseplants, but who has a bright windowsill, oh, a scented leaf pelargonium, where they can pull off a leaf, and stick it under a cake when they bake it to give it a little bit of lemony fragrance. They'll bless you for that. If desperation strikes and you've got no time to go out or select anything from a nursery or a garden centre or a gardening shop, then there is one thing you can buy as a gift for a gardener which will always be well received because they can choose what they want with a garden centre gift token. Yes, I know. It's a bit like Auntie giving you a book token, but you know how grateful you are for it because you can go out and get what you want then, 
rather than what Auntie wanted you to have. And garden centre gift tokens are like that. You can get them in all denominations of money. And being given a few quid to spend on anything of your choice down the garden centre, I know we all say, plants are so expensive, but this is a way you can help. Check the sell-by date on the gift token, but you'll find it will be months ahead, at least a year, before they need to spend it. And that way, they can pop it in their wallet, and when they find themselves in the garden centre and know what they want, out it will come, and you'll make sure that their wallet is fatter when they leave, rather than thinner. Books are great presents for everybody, not least for gardeners. It is sometimes difficult knowing what gardeners have got in the way of books on their shelves at home. But generally speaking, if the book is a modern one, and it's a book about gardens rather than gardening, you're in with a shout, because we all like inspiration, and we get inspiration as gardeners from picture books, the photography nowadays. There are some great garden photographers out there, the photography is superb and it does just, when you're sitting down of an evening, it's too wet to go out or it's too cold. Opening up a gardening book and disappearing into other folks' gardens and seeing what plants they're growing together and the combinations they get which are effective, you suddenly feel a shot in the arm. I could do that. I could grow those. And although you might think picture books, you know, are for children, oh, they're not. Certainly not when it comes to gardening, because each page you turn, even if it's something you know you don't like, well, that's teaching you something, isn't it? Don't put that with that. But then you'll find that illustration that stops your heart and you think, oh, I really could do that. Or a vista, or a focal point, or something in the garden used in a particular way, and you're off. I could do that. And a gardening picture book full of inspiration with glorious gardens, not necessarily stately. A lot of them are small but beautifully formed. That's a great gift. Every autumn I get myself a few bowls, terracotta bowls with drainage holes, some peat-free multi-purpose compost, and I order a load of bulbs. Generally speaking, hyacinth bulbs. Because if I pot them up, at the end of September or the beginning of October, and I put them in a cool, dark place like the shed or the garage, by the time Christmas is upon us, they will be pushing up out of the compost in the pot and showing their flower buds. And there is no nicer gift to receive at Christmas than some bulbs, generally hyacinths, or maybe those solidor or paper-white narcissi, that somebody else has started off for you. It shows that not only are they giving you the gift of the moment, they're giving you a gift that they've spent several weeks in growing. They bought the bulbs, they put them in a pot, they found the compost, they kept them and nurtured them till they were at a point at which they were good enough to give to you as a gift. Wonderful to give and wonderful to receive, so spend a little bit of time each autumn in potting up some hyacinth bulbs all the same colour in the same bowl, then they'll all flower at the same time, rather than mixing them up, and hand them over with a ribbon tied round the bowl. You get a lovely smile for your trouble. One thing that is a constant battle in a garden is remembering what plants are called. You think you will, 
but you won't. And you'll walk around your garden and somebody will say, oh, what's that? And you'll say, oh, um, oh, what you need is a label. The trouble with labels is those white ones. They turn your garden into a graveyard, don't they? They sit behind each plant, luminous across the garden. Well, what you need, very simply, are black labels with white writing on. You can get black plastic labels and you can get a silver pen and write on them in a silver pen. It will last quite well. But if you really want the most brilliant gift for a gardener, it's, yes, some black plastic labels, but a tiny labelling machine. It's about the size of those credit card machines they give you in the shops. And you tap in the name, press a button, and out will come a strip. I use white printing on black plastic, then it goes on the black label. And you can see it when you're up again, the plant, but you can't see it across the garden. And I stick it on that label. Well, I've had them lasting more than five years. They don't come off. So a little tiny labelling machine, oh, that will be the best gift you can give to your most favourite gardener and then for years to come they'll never be short of knowing what it is and when you say to them what's that they can say metasicoagliptostroboides at the drop of a hat if you want to get children interested in gardening what do you give them well you give them something they can use indoors on a windowsill and for me what got me started into growing things were cacti and succulents. Now, cacti are spiny, but they learn very quickly not to touch them. They're also very forgiving when it comes to children forgetting to water them. During the winter, cacti and succulents need very little water anyway. But the thing is, a lot of them are quite tiny when you buy them. They're quite inexpensive, and that means you can fit a lot on a windowsill where the light is bright. If I tell you that most of mine were grown on the loo windowsill at the very end of the landing in our little tiny house when I was a kid, you'll understand that I could keep an eye on them quite regularly. But children and cacti and succulents go together really well. They're not too tricky as long as they don't overwater them. And it will give them a start on learning how to grow living things. And as they get bigger and they learn that succulents are so easy to root from cuttings or by breaking even a leaf off and getting them to produce a new plantlet. The magic of gardening will be theirs for life. That's it from me, Alan Titchmarsh. Till the next time, whatever the weather, enjoy your garden. Thanks for listening to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts and never miss an episode. If you've enjoyed this episode, please tell others about it and rate us in your podcast provider app.